Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're back for What the EdTech, and I've got my friend Smoke with me. Smoke, how are you doing today? I am so well. It's awesome anytime that we get to bring folks together and talk about the great things that are happening in EdTech around the district. So, yay. Yeah, and I'm super excited about this topic. This is this is a topic that um, I was exposed to briefly whenever I was in Omaha, but uh, had no idea how fast something would grow here uh, in Wichita. And so I've we've got amongst us some super friends. So uh, Clint, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm Clint Dayhuff, and I have the pleasure of heading up the eSports program at the district level. Um, and so, yeah, that's my the main thing I'm doing. I'm also an instructional technology specialist here. So, uh, but... I'm super excited about esports as well. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to kind of talk about that from a district level. Rob, anything you want to add before? Um, I, Kyle, we also got you here. Uh, won't you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. I'm Kyle Shonifer. I am an esports coach here in the district for Education Imagine Academy. And I also teach gaming concepts here at our virtual school. And along with that, some computer science, cybersecurity, AI and machine learning, those types of classes are what's offered here alongside gaming concepts. And we also have a special guest, Ramsey. Ramsey, won't you introduce yourself? A great graduate of Southeast High. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so uh, I'm Ramsey Jamul, the CEO of Unified, a company based here in Wichita, Kansas, uh, to be able to host uh, competitions that bring people together uh, with providing really cool experiences in gaming. Uh, so I'm very excited about uh, everything going on and happy to chat. Man, I am, uh, I'm so excited to talk about esports. I really, really think uh, the future of learning is somewhere inside of this particular area. And uh, when I think about it, I would have never thought we would grow like we've grown. And Clint, won't you give us a little bit of perspective of where the district is at right now uh, in supporting esports for our students? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when Rob came in, had this awesome idea, let's build this esports program. And we started with, you know, just a couple high schools. And Kyle, who's with us here, he already had a, a program going at Southeast. So we, you know, it was great to partner with him. So we started with just a few high schools that were piloting, um, you know, and so from there, we've moved on just very quickly. We went from a pilot year to five middle schools and four high schools, and then we're now up to nine high schools. All of our high schools have esports with gaming labs. All of our middle 18 middle schools have gaming labs. Um, so we're running clubs at the middle school level. Um, we're also have the gaming concepts class at 12 of the middle schools and all nine of the high schools. Um, so we're still building that program. And Kyle will talk a little bit more about the actual gaming concepts in the classroom. Um, but we're, we're competing nationally um, in our high schools. So we compete in high school esports league. So our kids get to play, they get national exposure playing um, games such as Valorant, Fortnite, uh, League of Legends, Overwatch, Rocket League. And yeah, it's just, it's grown like crazy. We have a 70 seat arena um, here in downtown Wichita, which we're really proud of. And we're really just trying to 
create an awesome experience for kids and you know they're gaining a ton from this so we're we're hitting a whole entire group of students that maybe have never been on a team before what um, kind so, of gaming rig do we supply to students well so we we have went with we got students together brought in tons of different machines and the winner was the HP Omen and so every school has at least 20 gaming computers in a lab that and we've set up a system to where really any kid can play the game. Any kid in the school can play based. Um, so that's what we wanted is we wanted to be able to offer this to anybody who wants it. Awesome. Awesome. What does that look like in the, in the classroom, Kyle? What, how does, how does this really, you know, what does that look like? Well, first of all, thank you uh, so much for the support uh, in particular, those Omen PCs, they are top of the line. So these kids are sometimes playing these games for the first time. And you should just see their faces light up when they see the lights going on inside the tower and they learn the different computer parts. And one of the things that's really great that comes of it is they want to build their own PC. Um, so that's really neat. That That's one of the things that I didn't expect coming out of this program and, and getting those machines. But one of the greatest things uh, with Gaming Concepts, which is a class that we offer for credit, is that last year we had 523 students enrolled in Gaming Concepts, and already this semester we have 728, and this is going to keep growing. And two major things that I kind of love about Gaming Concepts, uh, the first being that we are meeting the kids where they are. They love games. This is something that they're passionate about, and that's where they want to be. So we're leveraging that excitement and building curriculum around that. And one of the greatest things with that is it allows the kid that has never been the expert in the classroom to be the person that everybody goes to and talks to, and, and they can be that expert for the first time in, in a lot of cases. Um, and also another great thing about this is that when kids are able to talk to an adult in the room that cares about their passion in video games, we get a whole different type of child. We get a, a student that's ready to not only learn, but give a hundred million percent of their effort to you and their other classes. This builds culture for the school. You have a lot of kids that aren't involved in anything else that can then come into a gaming concepts class and then get involved with esports. And um, the sky is the limit for their involvement there. And then the second thing that I love about the gaming concepts is just that the pipeline. This introduces kids to topics like computer science and cybersecurity and esports that they can do as a hobby or a career even that they otherwise wouldn't be exposed to without the video game aspect drawing them in and learning more about those programs. You brought up the career piece, which I think is the most interesting element of all. What careers are out there for children who are excited about esports? It has to be more than just the gamer, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, when you're talking about just esports, um, Ramsey would be great to talk about this particularly, but um, there's the player, and then there's so many people that have 
positions that make that esports competition a reality. Um, and Ramsey is included in that. I mean, that's his job. I don't know if Ramsey's a, a professional player. It wouldn't surprise me, but I know he's a professional at getting players together and building these amazingly huge tournaments. But also as far as careers go that can be post-secondary education focused is computer science, data analytics, and cybersecurity is a huge one. I was just talking to Rob the other day. Um, we, we had some CIOs in the building from various companies. And these are big companies like Spirit and Coke. And these guys were all talking about the need for cybersecurity. And that's where one of my um, seniors who graduated two years ago, he's going specifically for cybersecurity and he wasn't even college bound. So he got an esports scholarship through Rocket League and now he's going to be a cybersecurity professional um, and that's definitely needed. And he's probably going to get paid some, some good money if he, when he finishes his education there. But as far as um, the, the different positions in esports, uh, I might hand that over to Ramsey. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, so. Uh, I've actually got to start uh, my company in, uh, uh, here in Wichita uh, six years ago and have been doing it full time uh, ever since. And I've brought on a number of people that uh, do not play video games uh, for their career, actually. Uh, they are marketers and uh, do uh, different sales strategies as well as event planners and uh, operational uh, uh, jobs that would be required of any event management uh, uh, company. Uh, we've been able to do some really interesting things with broadcasting and being able to build really interesting content. And I'd love to highlight just and, and give you guys kudos for what you've built, because I think uh, ultimately uh, one of the best parts about esports is it's incredibly inclusive. Uh, being a part of the community that it provides is incredible. And being able to put that in the district has now given a community to a lot of kids. So uh, being someone who graduated from the uh, the district and uh, was extremely excited to see Southeast kids get scholarships at WSU uh, was a huge highlight for me. Um, and seeing those opportunities grow is uh, going to change really, I think, the outcomes and provide really uh, a career and confidence uh, with these kids uh, that are being able to participate in something they might not have otherwise been able to. Um, likewise, most of the kids that uh, just kind of, uh, to Kyle's point, um, are career bound now that may not have been. And it doesn't have to be in a video game related uh, business, but there is a certain set of skills that definitely gives you a leg up in when it comes to being able to work the computer, being able to have sportsmen uh, like uh, uh, skills and reinforce um, that you have to be a team player. Um, some of those are just inherently part of being an esports team player. And, and uh, just like any extracurricular activity gets them involved and they can do some incredible things when you give them the interest. So in our esports theater, I know we have a shoutcasting station. Ramsey, can you explain what shoutcasting is? <laughs> well, at some point, we're, we'll have to get Clint and Kyle up uh, to commentate a game for us. But uh, <laughs> when, we, uh, yeah. uh, when, when we have really good players, and not necessarily just uh, good players, but people who are motivated and spend so much time in practicing uh, their craft, it's awesome to get a couple people up there and describe what's happening on stage or what's happening online. And so there is an entire business uh, just as 
broadcasting sports, uh, broadcasting esports, uh, very similarly. Where uh, in in our show, we'll have an analyst desk with two people that really get to the nitty gritty on how they made their decisions and why they made their decisions, and then you get the uh, player casters or the color casters that really are the uh, uh, personalities, if you will, and they bring the life and enjoyment to a broadcast um, that keeps everybody engaged. And that entertainment, uh, business of entertainment is huge. Uh, Between YouTube and Twitch, there's real opportunities uh, to be able to hone in your craft and learn some really interesting uh, media content skills, as well as marketing skills to be able to develop and and build that outward. So I know from a a district level, I've seen numbers of, you know, we we have some outings where we have a middle school tournament and, and Clint leads some of those middle school tournament. I, I see Kyle there and uh, we'll have 200 families come in for a Friday night session to watch their, their uh, kid uh, compete in esports. From an online environment, what are we seeing at the collegiate level of numbers or even the professional environment of numbers of people that watch Twitch and some of these other videos? I I hear it's astronomical. Oh, certainly. Um, uh, League of Legends uh, has had some incredible benchmarks where uh, they've had uh, tens of millions, if not uh, upwards, uh, hundreds of millions at some point of people watching concurrently one match. And that would be at the professional level. Uh, but even then, the collegiate environment in esports has exploded the last few years. So not only is Wichita State offering scholarships, but many schools are seeing this as a, a valid way to bring students on campus and keep them engaged throughout their career uh, at uh, the university. And I think uh, one of the things that we've seen is, uh, roughly speaking, uh, upwards of 2,000 universities have uh, teams and clubs. Uh, where they're offering a structured environment, just like you guys are providing at the collegiate level, um, that gives them the ability to keep going in their career as a gamer. And I think there's this big question that that seems to you know, run around conversations with esports: is is it for girls? Is it not for girls? How would you answer that, Ramsey? Uh, that is a great question. Uh, I've seen statistically it is growing to a 50-50 split. Now, I don't know if video games finally figured out that if they market to everybody, um, they're going to make a little bit more money. But most video games are becoming more and more inclusive, especially uh, to that point, the community uh, is geared towards building other people up and supporting other people. So when you get into the esports as a structured sport, uh, you find a lot of people are there willing to support. Um, now, granted, we still got a lot of work to do uh, on the professional side, but I think behind the college programs and the high school programs that are being established provide that bridge for for more people to get involved and really helps that inclusivity, um, giving some people a really good opportunity. I'd like to add a couple of things to that. One, just really quick, in the other room in this building, we have Girls Who Game that's going on right now. Um, and they make Minecraft Worlds, Roblox World. Um, so they're, they're into the creation side of things with this, and they have to learn to code. And then um, it's just an amazing uh, group. And so th- there are about 12 or 15 girls that meet after school as an extracurricular to do that. Um, and then on top of that... Um, my scholarships at Southeast, the kids that got scholarships, two um, that I want to highlight, one was a player and one was um, 
going out for a team manager for Wichita State. And she uh, got that scholarship as a team manager, which is the first non-player scholarship that we that we had come out of our program. And uh, there were many girls at Southeast that played, but one of the biggest, you know, most successful players was a girl. And that was really great for representation. And she set that example. And we had three or four girls that followed in her footsteps, uh, wanting to do things outside of just playing and do, going into team management, getting into marketing, getting into scouting the opponents and things of that nature. Kyle, They're excellent players fun. too. Not not limiting their their ability. They are. Uh, this girl in particular was really really good and decided to go in the management. She got the scholarship originally as a player. Oh, that's awesome. Let's talk about uh, the uniforms. Like I think that's one of the most unique things. I several of our teams they create their own uniforms. Right? Um, you'll see. Yeah. Things. That's what we did. We partnered with um, the uh, fabrics department, uh, the design, the graphic design, um, and the, those group of kids mixed with our esports kids kind of came up with our jersey design. And it came down to even what was in the background. There was the the, the map of Wichita is the background of the image, and then they redesigned and updated the school's logo. Um, which was really neat and hard to do, to be honest. Uh, they had a lot to, they had a lot to keep in mind to keep it as close to the original as possible, but make it their own. And they ended up getting mouse pads and hoodies, jerseys, hats, cell phone cases, cups. Um, this was really great for them to learn how they could bring that to a website and then market that and use that to fundraise. Uh, so There's a lot of things that went into just designing the jerseys and bringing those to the students. And I know at EI Academy, you guys have a couple projects around gaming that are cool projects. You want to talk about those? Yeah. So uh, we have right now our entire high school is building an arcade cabinet. Uh, so we have a team that does fabrication. We have a team that does the art and we have a team that is doing the software and game development. So everything, including the game, all of the characters within the game, the background, everything, they're all working together to bring that uh, into the into the school. And we're working with local makerspaces to be able to make that work. So they're not even getting exposure to these professional um, level software programs and machines. So in our esports and our gaming concepts, they're going to learn woodworking. <laughs> I mean, so it's just, it spreads out to so many different areas, but they're so passionate about the video game that now you can teach them how to sand the wood or stain the wood because they want to make an arcade cabinet. So this is just one example of how we're leveraging the passion and the excitement around a video game to spread that joy into, um, you know, other areas of their curriculum and, and extracurricular activities. Ramsey, do we see this kind of coolness at, you know, the post-secondary level yet? Do we, what, what does gaming look like at the post-secondary level when you think about colleges? Oh, I, it is, uh, for many years, it was a lot of hard work with students being incredibly passionate, wanting to provide this to the next generation of college students that were coming on. And there was little administrative support. Now that the administrative uh, uh, side of the university is really seeing the benefit, not only in uh, recruitment opportunities, but actually longevity of the students. Uh, their their experience is better, so they stay longer and they enjoy it more. 
Um, and now uh, being able to see that transition, uh, we're seeing massive events and championships at the collegiate level. Uh, we were actually lucky enough to help uh, produce last year the Collegiate League of Legends uh, playoffs, the national playoffs for a round of 32 and 16, where thousands of people tuned in to just see who was the best and and kind of give a, a, a little bit of support to the players that have been really practicing and trying their best. But I would say uh, when it really comes down to it, just like Kyle said, there's only uh, a handful of the players that are there playing when it comes down to the social media and marketing and some of the other avenues that people get tailored in and brought in for uh, is incredible. So you see uh, an entire production team come in from the college now of students that are learning and being able to put their uh, education in great use. Well, that's and awesome. one thing, one thing I wanted to add to that is uh, Kyle Ramsey and I all took a group of kids up to K-State playing KU just a couple weeks ago. So we had roughly 50 of our esports students. Ramsey was one of the speakers. They got to sit through an actual college, a high-level college class that was about esports. And then we all walked over and watched uh, the competition. So one of my favorite parts of that, though, is we, we met with a lot of you know um, people from K-State. And they were like, well, you know, we're really going to have to step up our game because some of our players are coming to them. And they're like, they're coming from a 70 seat arena with laser <laughs> lights and everything. They're like, we're going to have to really start building ours. But I mean, I talk to colleges weekly and they all are, you know, they're building programs. There's money available for for high school students that want to continue, whether they're a gamer or not. So that's exciting stuff. This is one of the easiest ways to get kids excited to tour a college campus. And a lot of times that's the first time they're they're able to do that. And it just changes their thinking. They see themselves in those seats at these huge facilities. And how awesome was it to bring our high school kids to sit in an actual college class? And I talked to them afterwards. I said, could you do that? They said, absolutely. That was that they loved it. And so it's a totally different perspective from it being impossible and out of reach to I've done it and I've seen it and I want to go and be a part of this cool esports program. Well, I have loved this conversation. Uh, it's it's amazing to hear kids just intrinsically engaged in this type of learning. And uh, I want to continue this conversation at another time. I know we'll have several other podcasts highlighting uh, different things that we see in esports that contribute to learning. Smoke, what are your thoughts? You know, I just am proud of the fact that Wichita is one of the leading districts in this realm of exploration. And it's really, truly beyond exploration. We are in the in the work and opening doors of opportunities for kids and opening lines for career advancement. That's we're building the workforce and that's the best part of it all. So yeah, stay tuned. Let's see more goodness come down the line. Clint, Kyle, Ramsey, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have you guys on again. Let's do it. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. See ya.